everybody. Welcome to another edition of the One Million by One Million podcast. Today, I'm with Harold Neider from Red Alpine. Harold, welcome to the show. Hello. Glad to be here. So tell us about yourself as well as uh, Red Alpine. Let's uh, get you introduced to our audience. Yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, well. Again, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, and hello to everyone. Uh, I'll, I'll kick off with a few words about about myself. Um, I'm, 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 I'd say not the usual path to 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 venture capital. I would say, looking back at my career, um, I'm an, a scientist by training. I was uh, I studied physics, uh, did my PhD in physics. Uh, did a postdoc in uh, in theoretical physics and string theory, uh, so did that for quite some time. Uh, so I spent some time in, uh, in at CERN in, in in Geneva in Switzerland. Spent some time in Tel Aviv University in Israel, uh, and then I then I worked at a couple of banks in 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 the UK in London, and and during that time I was I was doing angel investment. And that kind of brought me closer to the to the fintech scene in London, and uh, also kind of got sparked my interest in, uh, in 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 startups, venture capital, and that's what uh, that's why I started in, in venture capital when I when I got back in Switzerland. We are all based in in Switzerland with Red Alpine. Uh, we are a, a pretty classical uh, early stage venture fund, I would say. Uh, where when I when I describe Red Alpine, I always think along three dimensions really. So, so one dimension is of the the sector focus that we have. The other one is the geographical focus, and the third one is the stage where we invest. And if you look at the sectors that we invest in, that that's actually quite broad. I always like to say that we invest from from anything from health tech to fintech and anything in between. Uh, so that's on purpose quite broad. Uh, where we are more focused is on on the geographical side. We we do invest in general throughout Europe, but we, we if you look at the portfolio, there's a lot of stuff uh, from from Germany and, and Switzerland. Uh, and uh, if you look at the stage, that's, that's another focus that we have. We typically invest our first ticket in uh, in the seed stage or early Series A, and and, and then we follow on in later rounds. But that's really that's really kind of where we where we try to position ourselves with with the fund, and we've been around for quite some time. Uh, the first fund was 2007, and we are now investing with with the third fund. And throughout all the funds, it was always uh, in early stage. And how big is the fund? Um, they we 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 have and the funds varied uh, quite a bit in, in in size. I mean, from the beginning, obviously, it was was uh, kind of a smaller size. Uh, but we follow a strategy where we say, uh, say around 70 to 150 million is kind of the fun size that, that, that works out for us, where you can really be quite effective in the early stage. Okay. Now I'm going to double click down on a bunch of things that you said. Um, first and foremost, let's talk geography. You said Germany and Switzerland. Does that mean strictly Germany and Switzerland, or does that mean? Neighboring countries as well, depending on the deal. Yeah, it's it's not strictly German in Switzerland. Uh, what counts for us uh, is, is a couple of things. First of all, we want to be close to the uh, to the companies that we invest in, so that 
put kind of a, a, a parameter around where we where we want to be active, uh, but it very much includes neighboring countries. I would say uh, the other thing that's important is, is is obviously the network, in particular for the early stage investing we do. I think uh, network is very 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 important, and to keep in mind that in the geography that we've been active in, we've been active for for more than 15 years really, which meant, means a lot of time to build our network. Uh, for example, we've been in we've been active in Berlin uh, long before Berlin has has become the hub that is that it, that it is now, and uh, so that is something when you go to other countries or when we want to put a focus elsewhere, we really need to build uh, our network there first, and and that's why we take advantage of the countries where where, where our network really is the strongest. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it is it is a case that it's not strictly restricted to that. So we are looking at the neighboring countries very much so. Um, it's just if you look at the portfolio so far, really most of the deals have come come from from Germany and Switzerland. Uh, what's okay. also very important for us and where we think there's a lot of value is when you when you as a as a venture capitalist you can facilitate the exchange among portfolio companies and having them relatively focused geographically uh, facilitates that obviously if, you, if we look at at Berlin for instance we got a lot of portfolio companies there and if we do workshops there it's very easy to get people together which is much more difficult if you have to get them together from various corners of the world mm-hmm. okay so um, what about stage what is comfortable stage wise when you say feed in series A what is the definition of seed for you? What level of validation are you looking to see? Yeah, I think that's a that's that's an excellent question, a very valid question, because uh, that that's always a moving target. What you call seed, yep. what you call series A. People have very and different also, definitions. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and and it obviously varies also geographically a lot. What what we like to to look at as a as a guidance is. Uh, I'd say is market entry. So when 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 you have a company, when you have a startup that uh, that are just about either just about or just entered the market, I think that's kind of the sweet spot around which we like to invest. Which also means that you can get some early metrics. But I I I like to make the point that we we, we like to keep a lot of flexibility around that entry point. Sometimes it's a case which uh, is very suitable for us. It is even before market entry, uh, there are no metrics there. We also sometimes invest and try to try to do a small ticket. Sometimes we try to wait a bit longer. Uh, so we have a lot of flexibility in there, which kind of translates into the ticket size that we do with the first tickets, which, uh, which is round about between 500,000 and 3.5 million in euros. So that mm-hmm. tells you that this is really a, a quite a big range where we where we like to have flexibility when we do our first ticket. Yeah. So um, would you invest in a concept concept stage venture? No, no, we wouldn't. No. You would like to see some validation, okay? And yes, um, yes. Uh, some validation, but that's an that's an interesting point. So uh, because validation can mean a lot of different things right i mean the most immediate validation is if you if you have 
first metrics, right? It, with the product that you will be developing in the market that you will be working in. Uh, but validation can also mean that you know, the founding team has worked together in the past and has built very successfully a product in the past, which which could be related to the to the to the project that they're currently working on. So I would keep kind of the validation quite broad, uh, but ideally we, we we see some early metrics and then we can support that company in this in this early stage growth phase, in the really in the first important growth phase where you kind of grow your teams from five to 50 people and so on. So this is where we have our experience of supporting our companies. And um, B2B versus B2C, what's your comfort zone? We are in general open. We don't, we don't have a focus on, on, on either, so we invest in both. And if you look at the portfolio, we have both cases in there. And we actually do like to have uh, a mix in there it's uh, it is it is the case that uh, we, we probably shifted a bit more to B two B, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's uh, I think a, a general phenomenon that a lot of other VCs have as well, because in the, on the on the B two C side you've got uh, so powerful uh, platforms like Amazon and, and and Facebook, which in some cases just makes it a bit harder on on the B two C side. But in general, if there are opportunities, we do both. Okay. All right. Now I'd like to do a few examples of what you've invested in. And um, as you take us through some of those case studies, help, help us understand when did you first encounter the founders and the deal, so to speak, and what is it about this particular deal that convinced you to write a check? Um, do, do you want to go some specific through some specific examples? Yes, or, exactly. Or, or, some or from your portfolio, or, or yeah. In general, yeah. No, from uh, your portfolio. So very yeah, very happy to do that. So we can we can look at, uh, for example, we can look at N26, which mm-hmm. uh, I think is is fairly well known. Uh, it's the one of the one of the leading mobile banks, or smartphone based banks, and we invested in the in the seed round. Uh, it's it's I think it's a very good example for for a couple of things in the in the way that we invest. So first of all, we we got in touch with the founders and we found them way with uh, with what we call the proactive approach. So that's one way that we uh, one the way that we uh, access our deal flow is when we have certain topics that we uh, that we're interested in, and then when at that time we were looking in, we were looking at mobile banking, and so we were looking at the teams that are active. Throughout our core geography, uh, and in, with that topic, and the founders of, of, of N26 or Number 26, as it was called then, uh, were were one of the teams that we were looking at. There were a couple of others that we looked at, uh, but in the end, uh, we we went for 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 Max and Valentin for a variety of reasons. So one was uh, pretty much the example that I I, I, I told you before which was the fact that, first of all, they had been working together and they had been working together on, uh, on, on a similar product. They had, uh, they had uh, another project before that, uh, which, was, uh, which was essentially an account where, or a bank account where parents could control the finances of their kids. And it was very well received in the market, so they proved that they can build a very good product. 
so as the next as the next product they they, they built really the, the full bank account for, for adults which was the first number 26 product that is still the n26 core product um, we also liked a lot that uh, they are they're really on eye level the two of them which is a very important learning for us we like to invest in, uh, in, in founding teams that are balanced and they're usually two to three founders uh, we have um, much better experience with that setup than with, uh, with single founders. And uh, it, it's one of the cases where we actually invested before uh, they had the first metrics with their, with their new end, with the new number 26 product. And uh, it was exactly for the reasons that I said before. So it's one of the examples where we use this flexibility and sometimes are a bit earlier, sometimes are a bit later. So that's, uh, that, that's one way how we approach uh, or how we find our uh, our our founders in the early stage. Uh, the other very so how did you how did these people find you? Oh, we 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 found them, we found them. So this was really that's that's one of the big advantages that we have when we when we say okay we have a, a topic like at that time mobile banking and, we're, and we can focus on on a selected geography. So when you look to the core geography, in particular, we looked at Germany, we looked at Switzerland, we looked at the UK, uh, but we didn't cast the net too wide. So really it makes it easier to find the best teams in that geography uh, for us to invest in. Uh, Can you double click down on that, on how, within those geographies, how you go about finding these teams? Well, it's it's uh, one thing certainly is I mean you have a lot of lot of lot of tools available if you have a certain topic that you're that you're looking after if you already know what you're looking after I think it's uh, it's, it's it's relatively easy to go off you know with the with, with the databases that are around with our own database that we have built with our network that we have in that area it's 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 fairly easy to get, uh, I think, quite a comprehensive list of, of, of people who are working at the early stage on certain topics. And uh, obviously, as I said before, that's, that's facilitated by the fact that uh, we have this, this geographical focus, so we don't have to look throughout yeah. the, yeah. Whole, the whole world. And that makes it, I think that makes it, that makes it easier for us uh, to find these teams. Uh, and uh, we are, I mean, that's, that's one, one uh, I think one of the, the core things about, the, or one of the core theses that we have is really that the, the early stage investment is so much different from, from anything after, or let's say after Series B, so that you really that need to develop that as a core competency, that you have this, your geography, kind of a good overview over ge your geography and have uh, kind of the, the touch points where you can find out who's working on what. And, so what uh, percentage and of your uh, portfolio is uh, you going out and finding a company in a particular theme that you're interested in? That's a very good question. Um, I, I, didn't, I never ran the math. I'd probably say somewhere between a third is coming from a proactive approach and two-thirds coming through, through the network. Okay. So uh, exactly. in the yep. in the third that is coming from proactive, uh, you know, searching and scouting, what are the key themes that you've gone after? Um, I think we 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 had uh, we we had a couple of themes. I mean, we like like the mobile banking example that I said before. 
Uh, we we had another topic just to give you an example, which was uh, which was the art market, uh, where we looked at uh, what's actually what's actually happening in 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 the art market. If there's any technologically driven disruption going on, uh, which was uh, which which ended up us investing in in Unique, for instance, also based in Berlin. They're a platform uh, for 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 digital art. So you can have uh, your 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 curated art platform, which you can you have the, the pieces of art that are done by the by the artist, but you can consume if you wish that art in in a variety of ways. And it could be wall art. You can print it on wall art. You can print it on 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 other stuff. That so it's it's kind of mass curated. Uh, marketplace for art, but also for them for the mass market, which was for us an, a very interesting thesis because in the in the art market you have the range from kind of the uh, IKEA posters, which are not really art, up to the unique art that you have at the high end galleries, and there's not really anything in between where you solve the problem that people know it's art, it's curated. But it's still at a price point which is appealing for the mass market, which was which was the the, the thesis uh, around unique, for instance. So that's another example where we had a topic. Well, how we do you how do you see the name? What is the name of the company? Sorry, say it again. What is the name of this company? It's unique. It's uh, J U N I Q E. I see J U N I Q E. Okay, got it. All right. And, and in this case, also you had the thesis, and then you went and found the company that is executing exactly. on this. Exactly. Uh, exactly. All right. And uh, what uh, what other themes have you gone after in this manner? Um, I think uh, there are also a variety of, of themes that we went after more on the on, on the health tech side. Uh, because um, um, if you if you remember, we we have this broad range of sectors that we invest in, and that's uh, you know that's from, from really from health tech, and, and, and our health tech side is can be quite heavy on the on the IP side. So there are a lot of topics that we are uh, that, that that we're looking after. If you look at in particular that uh, that that range or that overlap range between more life science health tech and ICT, which is more the personalized yeah. health and digital health, mm -hmm. uh, which we, where we think there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, in particular looking forward. Uh, and there is, uh, there's a lot of, lot of topics that are quite, where you need very specialized knowledge. And, and, and we have that knowledge. One of our founding partners is, uh, has a PhD in life science. So we bring, we have that, that expertise in the team. And if you if you can combine it with the the tech knowledge, the sort of traditional ICT knowledge, I think there's a lot in that overlap region uh, that we are also currently looking at, and that uh, there are lots of lots of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, in the other two thirds of the portfolio where things are coming by referral, um, is there anything? Specific to that, that's interesting that you would like to discuss. I think what's what, what, what's interesting there is uh, that from from our model, uh, when when you look at the network, there are there are a lot of different factors obviously obviously in the network, a lot of different people that we, we work with. But I think what's special about us is is 
that also in the if you look at our investors so the fund investors that we have uh that's actually quite a broad range of of, of people we like to have uh also entrepreneurs in there we, we like to have to keep that entrepreneurial spirit if you wish uh, throughout our whole structure so we're not a fund that's funded by two or three funds of funds or big institutional investors instead it's quite a broad base broad base of investors that are very close to the topic of early stage investment and that allows us also to leverage our investors for for the benefit of of our portfolio companies and also so they help us along the whole value chain that we have from deal flow to exit and i think that's a, that's another very very special part about our model i think it's not for us it's not uh, it's it, it's great to have these you know to bring these people on the one hand the founders and on the other hand our investors together it's great to have that range also in the investor base because we can uh, that's for the benefit found us but it's also a mutual benefit that our investors appreciate a lot and apart from that obviously the your portfolio is an incredibly important uh, aspect of the network they're, they're, they are really um, very central they're 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 well known by other founders they're well well known by, by young founders and often enough the go-to point to get advice it's a very good source for for for, for deal flow for us and uh, I think that's something that again comes back to that uh, to that geographical focus, which uh, which is a big advantage there. If you have in a, in a core area a very high penetration of your portfolio, that also helps a lot with the deal flow. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, are you chasing unicorns? Sorry, say it again. Are you chasing unicorns? <laughs> Well, I think uh, I, I'd say uh, there we have on purpose, uh, as I said before, we have on purpose chosen to keep uh, the fund size limited, and that has a very huge impact on what what you can invest in. And I think with a smaller fund, you're obviously in the position to invest in a in a broader range of of, of companies. Uh, we I would say if you if you look back, we have now N26 at, at unicorn status in, in in our portfolio. But if you look at the funds that N26 is is in, even without N26, we would have a great performance on the fund itself. So I think we can take advantage of a very broad range of outcomes in terms of exits. Uh, and uh, but with 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 any unicorn performance among the portfolio companies as a as a very very nice. Add-on, I would say, but I think that's the big advantage that you have when you're when you're investing with a smaller fund, that you actually have uh, a lot of exit cases that are, let's say, somewhere in the 200 million, 300 million cases that do have an impact on our fund, uh, and that actually contribute to a very good performance of the fund. And we've had that uh, in in the past a lot of times that, that people say, yeah, that's a very interesting case. Uh, but we don't think that, that this will have enough impact on the fund size uh, that, that we have, and these are funds with, with, with bigger funds than, than, than we have. Uh, but we had very successful exits with these uh, with these investments, and they had a high impact on our on our funds. So I think it's 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 a very conscious decision that we took in terms of how we position ourselves with the fund size, and uh, so that lets you take advantage of a 
much broader range of of of, of uh, portfolio company performances. I think. Yeah, I think if you want to if you want to go after non unicorn uh, opportunities, you have to make a conscious decision, a deliberate decision, not to raise a very large fund. And if you raise a very large fund, then you cannot go after the smaller opportunities. That's just a that's just the reality of how the business works. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that, that's just pure math, but I, it's obviously important to understand that also for us the math applies. So we always look at cases that in the ideal case do have an impact on, on our fund size. So we don't get around the math you know, that, that connects essentially the, the share that we have in a given portfolio company and the fund size that we have. So yeah. uh, that, that's obviously, but it allows us to, uh, to invest in a bigger range of companies. Yeah, very good. All right. I think I understand what you're doing. Um, and I would love to, uh, you know, work together and, and see what uh, what comes up. We actually have a, I don't know if you've seen it, we have a partnership around digital health and healthcare IT in Europe with mm-hmm. the EIT Health uh, Organization, which I'm sure you're familiar with, where yeah. EIT Health incubates and accelerates companies with us. So, uh so we do have quite a bit of insight into what's happening in Europe, especially in the digital health arena, and uh, I'm sure there will be opportunities for us to join hands on some of that. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you uh, for coming to the show today, Harold, and thank you, audience, for listening. As you know, you can come anytime to uh, one of our free mentoring roundtables that happens every week, week after week after week and uh, bring your projects and we will strategize and, and help you figure out whatever roadblocks it is that you're encountering. And uh, we will be back soon with another edition of the 1M by 1M podcast.